for just another day, Lord, just to be able to just be in your presence and just to hear from you, Lord. I just thank you for this opportunity, Lord, that you're continually using me and using us, using all of us, Lord, to just do your will, to just be obedient to you, Lord. So I just thank you for your presence meeting us here today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So I'm going to be reading in um, First Peter. I don't really have a focus scripture that we're going to be just stuck on. It was a lot of things God was just pouring in my heart, and it, um, and it really stuck to me about standing firm in suffering because we are not a part of this world, and so being a being in this world just as visitors or in First Peter he references as pilgrims as sojourners. So it shows you that we have to have the right mindset of why we're here and how to overcome the things of this world. You know, in First Peter, he's encouraging us on how to do that. So in um, First Peter chapter 1, he starts off talking about our heavenly inheritance. And we must keep our focus on our eternal life because with that focus keeping that we have heavenly inheritance for us waiting that we don't have to hold so dear to this world we don't have to hold we don't have to get distracted by the sufferings that comes with being set apart because he's already told us in his word in John um, 15 about what is to come because he perse- the people persecuted Jesus. And you know, with us following Jesus comes with persecution. So this suffering, this time, it could be just things of the world or things in our personal lives. Sometimes we step in and create a mess. It's just, there's a lot of things, you know, that could distract us and keep us down. But if we keep our focus on our eternal heavenly inheritance. So in First Peter, um starting at verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. And a lot of things in that small part just sticks out to me about we have living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We don't have hope in like what we can accomplish. You know, it's already been done and we have victory in Jesus Christ and we have Through that, through the blood of Jesus Christ, we have a living hope. So we can't be just walking around here like we don't have hope or that we, you know, are saddened or feeling weighed down. And I just feel God encouraged me. I was was reading this just to be able to stand firm as I just kept reading through um, 1 Peter. It's just we can't get swayed or be moved by things around us and and by people talking and by circumstances and by just life because life is just moving so fast. You know, we see it every day. Somebody's passing away and it's 
so many things are happening in the world, you know, and it's just so many things that could sway us. But if we just stand firm and with standing firm in suffering, we have to stand firm in his word. That's where we find our strength, you know. And um, and in First Peter and chapter... Oh, no, it's still in chapter 1, but it goes over through, oh, verse 13. If we jump to verse 13, it gives us some insight on what it takes to be able to find our strength in the word. Things that we have to do ourselves to, um, to stay in the word. So in verse 13... Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, be holy, for I am holy." So just right there, he's talking about how to live, how to get strength through the word, how to keep our minds. You know, it starts off with gird up our loins of our minds because this thing, being in this body and this flesh, you know, we it takes renewal of the mind daily. So if we don't renew our minds daily, we can't get swayed by the suffering. So we don't want to, we want to be able to stand firm in our suffering. We are just visitors. We have to renew our minds and, you know, daily just understanding what it means to be set apart. That's what it comes down to, just realizing, you know, that we are set apart from this world. And so one thing that came to my mind or a couple things that um, came to my mind is, are we committed to God, to the God who never makes a mistake? One of the things that um, in our women's meeting, we were reading this book and we talked about God never makes a mistake. And it's like, do we really see God as a God that never makes a mistake? We really can, if we stay committed to that God, if we have that understanding of who he really is, you know, we can stand firm in what he's already said, he, who he said he is. You know, we can stand firm in this time of suffering and any difficult times that we have. God never makes a mistake. And we truly, do we truly believe that? And can we truly pray, Lord, I still want your will? Through whatever the through the suffering, I still want your will. We have to do we have that mindset to just still surrender and just want his will through whatever this time that we're going through, you know, it's just really encouraging to hear when you read the Bible and when you come into the gathering, what we've been talking about this whole um, morning, you know, through our circle, just through each of us as we shared and talked what God placed in our heart, it always comes back to just seeing God for our purpose, seeing him, seeing ourselves through his eyes, you know, his way and um, just being able to be about his business at the end of the day, you know, just to be able to, because that takes care of the rest of everything else, you know, through, through the suffering, it takes care, it takes our minds away from the suffering if we just focus our mind on him. 
especially exactly what you said, Minister Don Keen, earlier this morning. It's just we have to just renew our mind and just shift our focus because that will keep us grounded. And we want to be able to stay grounded for this time that we are here to be about his business. If we can't, if we are not focused and we can't be about his business, we're not of use. You know, there's, that's the only purpose we're here for. So it's just, I just wanted to just come up here and just, and just share and encourage us to just stand firm and really dig into his word. That's where we're going to get our strength in his word. And then and also it goes into, on verse 13, resting our hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you and the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children. This takes obedience. Yes. And we really truly have to understand what it takes to be obedient. You know, that's dying to our flesh. That's dying to our thoughts. That's dying to our ways. I think that was said in the circle as well. It's like we can't lean on our own understanding. You know, and everything that we talk about, you know, in the Bible, it all ties together so beautifully. You know, it's just everything is in here. It's just we have to really um, seek it. We really have to um, dig into his word because that's where all the answers is. It's just funny. I'm just up here just, you know, every time, you know, you read into the Bible, you just realize like everything links together. And it's like, we truly can't lean on our own understanding. And, and you'll see that every day in your life, just going through making decisions, you know, God cares about every little part of our day, you know? So if we really just truly lean to him on every part of that, you know, you don't, man, you won't know what your day is going to turn out to be, you know? And that's what we want at the end of the day to be used, right? We want to be able to just be a good servant, to be an obedient child. And that takes away from feeling down or weighed down or sad through the suffering because if you can just be obedient to him it gives you this type of peace it gives you this type of hope you know to be able to know this is just a period of time right now suffering this doesn't mean it's going to be forever you know and he can carry you through this time so it's just we really want to be able to pray lord i still want your will through this time of suffering be we want to be willing for God's will, no matter how hard it is, right? We want to be willing, no matter how hard it is, we want to be willing for his will in our lives because we have the victory, right? Like We have the victory. Do we really remember or do we think of that enough every day to know we have the victory, to be able to overcome whatever obstacles there are in our lives? Um, we can go into... Um, Still in First Peter, like this whole book is just powerful. It just shows you, it's just like a guideline of just what it takes to be set apart, what it takes to be in this world, but not of it. And um, just how to submit. Like if you just, man, just going through this book, I was just like, it's everything's just popping out. Like there it is, there it is. Like this is what you have to do and this is how you can do it. And so this, let me see. Um, 
verse, I mean, chapter 2. So it's 1 Peter chapter 2. Says, therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, or hypocrisy, I'm not sure, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the world that you may grow there, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Coming to him as to a living stone rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious, you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Yeah, this man, this word can get, it gets so much more deeper than just what I'm even touching on right now, but it's just we are his chosen people, and we have to understand what that means and what it requires. What we talked about in Sunday school, we were in James, and it was just about what it requires to be, you know, a teacher of the word, to be used to bring forth his word. This requires a responsibility. It comes with responsibility. So it's like, as a chosen people, that comes with a responsibility. That comes, so we have to have the right understanding what it means to be his chosen people. And um, I know and I believe that here at True Love that we're always talking about that. You know, it all ties in to the same thing about what it called, what it's called to be, what it means to be called, set apart. You know, we just have to stay encouraged, just like what Minister Cheryl said in, in her encouraging words. You know, it just takes us coming together these times to f- get encouraged and, and refocus and get our minds renewed on about, what, okay, what time it is today. And so we can stay focused for the next day, tomorrow, whatever time we have left. You know, this is the time and place that he's given us to do so, to get prepared. It's time to, you know get prepared. It's time to be about his business. It's always been time, but it's just, it seems like so more relevant or so more urgent. You know, that's the word urgent. There's an urgency in this that he's trying to get us to understand that there's no more time to be laxy daisy, you know? So it's like, we really got to stand firm in his word. Amen. Just stand firm in his word. And you can't stand firm in his word if you don't read his word. So it's just, it's an encouragement for me and all who can hear. It's just, we really got to just dig into his word so we can be firm. Amen. Amen. I know that was short. I'm sorry. Um, But I really just wanted to encourage us to um, stand firm in his word and to be able to understand what it means to be set apart and then first Peter also before I'm not going to close yet but to live set apart from this world to do that when we focus on him the things of who he is and when we are obedient to his to his spirit we won't be thinking of how this world thinks so that right there you know in that you know that trend that renews us in that renews us constantly daily when we just be obedient to his spirit 
we won't think about how the world, we won't think how the world thinks. We won't operate how the world thinks. You know, we got to continually just submit to that. You know, continually to just submit to his spirit. Amen. And then that's how we lived set apart because nobody speak. We so many times we may forget how it to be living set apart because we're in this world, you know, and you can get caught up in just doing worldly things, just waking up and going to work and just driving and traffic and just things that you have to run in through your day, the day basis. And so you can get caught up and we want to make sure that if we just wake up with him on our mind, our mind stays on Jesus, you know, that will keep us, um, our focus on him. And when we keep our focus on him, we can be obedient to him. When we can be obedient to him, we won't get carried away in the world, the things of the world, you know? So it's just a matter of really coming down to just submitting and being obedient to his word. And that's where it starts. His word. That's where his word starts. Amen. Oh, that was First um, Peter. I was in chapter two. I just read First Peter chapter two, verses um, one through six. But yeah, I was in First Peter, um, verse chapter one, verse thirteen as well. I was in verse three. So I was all over the place. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but God is so good that he wants to give us this opportunity to just remember, you know, what this time is about. And just remember to just stay in his word because his word has everything. And that's what I'm seeing so clearly every time I get in his word. It's like, it's like there, there it is. You know, if we want to be set apart, that's how we got to be set apart. You know, we got to fill ourselves up with him, and that will become our way. His way becomes how we live in this world set apart. You know, we can't separate ourselves. You know, only he can separate us, you know, and keep us set apart. So, um, yes, just want to encourage us to just be able to just stay in his word daily and just continue to allow his spirit renew us. Amen? Amen. So that... Um, concludes the word that I wanted to bring forward or that God wanted to bring forth through me that was on my heart to share to you guys. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. What a powerful word. What a powerful word. And I know that something that, you know, one of the things that Calvina mentioned, and it just rang out like a bell. She said, we have to recognize what time it is. What time is it? What time, not what time it is, but what time it is. Okay? Every single day, we have to be reminded about what time it is. It's right now time. It's God's time. It's real time. And God is moving in every moment of our lives. And if we recognize that and we operate from the basis of faithfulness in God and recognizing what time it is, then we 
will know not to allow ourselves to be caught up, caught up in the cares of the world. And when we wake up, as Calvina said, every day, purpose to live from the basis and the foundation of being in God, yielding to him, allowing him to do in us and through us what he wants to do in us. Amen? And then we move on allowing ourselves, as she said, to gird ourselves up, girding our minds up with the word, girding ourselves up with the word. That's setting ourselves apart right there because in these days, people don't take the time to stop and to read, to read the word, let alone anything else. Because they're so busy grasping for the things that are out in the world that they think are going to fill them up. But there is no satisfaction. So they continue that. It's a vicious cycle. So the only answer is in the word. It is only in the word. And everything we need, as Calvina ministered, is in the word. Every time we get there, we find what we need. You know, we were worshiping earlier in the song, um, I Won't Go Back. All of us can remember what it was like before we answered the call, before Christ called our name, before we stepped into that position of acceptance and obedience of who he is. We remember what that life was like. Empty, empty, no satisfaction, absolutely none. Emptiness. Constantly trying to fill a void with something that was empty. And we were putting that into our emptiness, right? <laughs> it wasn't working. It wasn't working. Do we want to go back to that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So taking the steps to gird ourselves up with the proper artillery that we need to go out and be led by the Spirit of the Lord every single day. Starts with purposefully setting ourselves from a basis and a foundation of, of having God on our mind. God, what do you need me to do today? What is it that you're purposing in me today? How is it that you're directing my steps today? And that also means setting aside, laying aside every heavy weight. Because if we recognize that he is our living hope, if we recognize that he is our living hope, and that he has all the answer. He has all those things that concern us in his hands. What is there for us to be concerned about? What, what is it? What is it that we can do more than what God has already done to fix that thing? Absolutely nothing. So what good does it do us to, to toil and to spend our time and our energy and our emotions and spiritual resources in trying to so-called fix something. And we're not doing anything but spinning our wheels, right? We're only spinning our wheels, especially if it's not something that God has directed us to do, specifically directed us to do. So our time, from the time we, should we be so blessed as to wake our, uh, open up our eyes every morning is setting our sights on what God has called us to do. And releasing the cares of the world into the hands of the Lord. Recognizing that he 
the Christ is our living hope. And then girding up our minds with the word, with the spirit of God, spending time being present with him so that he can lead us and that he can guide us and give us the answers. Because uh, if it's not known to you by now, it's not all about us. God has a kingdom that he is calling people to. And the more that we are freed of the cares of the world, because we're walking in trust and obedience to him, then the more we can allow ourselves to be used by him to reach those who are still filling themselves up with the things that are empty, pouring it into an empty cavern that's going to bring them more emptiness. So when we allow ourselves to do that, then we are walking in the purpose that God has called us to. Right? That is really and truly what our mission is all about. And Calvina mentioned what we were sharing um, in, in Sunday school this morning, and we were uh, in the uh, th- uh, chapter 3 of the book of James, and it, it, we were talking about the untamable tongue. <laughs> That little bitty thing that boasts so loud and so strong that tries to control everything. But if we remember that God is really the one in control when we allow him to be in control. And it's only he that can tame that tongue. In the tongue, we have the power to speak life. We have the power to speak death, to speak confusion, to speak truth. All of that in the power of the tongue. Because after the image of our father who created the universe and spoke all these things that exist into existence, he did that with his words. And we have the responsibility to be mindful in using our words. What a responsibility that is. And so as we're walking day to day, girding ourselves about, girding up our minds, being holy for he is holy, recognizing what he has called us to, we also are to be mindful with how we use our words. We have a responsibility to to the mission that we are submissive to in God to do that to be mindful with our words. What we give ourselves time to in in our speech, in our manner of speech, that also means not speaking when we're not supposed to be speaking and having the courage to speak when we should be speaking. Say it exactly the way God has told us to say it. Let's not add any fluff. Let's not add any charisma. God don't need our charisma. Say it exactly the way he has told us to say it so that his word is delivered and that his purpose is manifested. That's all he's asked us to do. That's all he's asked us to do. So what a blessing it is knowing that We have the victory knowing that we are set apart. 
We are set apart for such a time as this. And the victory that we have is only Christ. Because he has all the victory and it is unto him that all the victory is due because he's already won it. So we recognize what time it is. Amen. 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 Praise God. Let's stand to our feet. Thank you, Sister Calvina, for bringing the word and ministering to us the truth of the word today. I think that, you know, there, the, the, the time that we are all in, God just wants to strengthen us. He wants to encourage us to continue on the battlefield. And it's not a battle that we have to fight, but we've got to position ourselves to be used by the master. Position ourselves to be used by the one who's given the orders. Right? We're under his instruction. So the altar is open for prayer. If there's anything that we, that we need prayer for specifically, if it's just to be strengthened in our day-to-day walk, if it's just that we can stay focused, if it's just that we can stand and be present with God every day, just to be present with him, intentionally spending time with him, releasing